All right. All right, all right, all right. Let's see. I got audio. Looking at my mixer. I got full audio. Got picture. This is being streamed on YouTube. However, I might have a couple Reddit folks pop in. Who knows? Always available for a little live chat. I'll just say hello. Ask anything. Comment. Stick around for prayer. And let's see here. I did send this out, so maybe one person will pop up on here. I'll make this short, sweet, to the point. The reason I even um, had a thought about doing this was because um, there's some things going on in the body of Christ, which I believe will be addressed in due time. Our being addressed have been... I've experienced it myself, and essentially what I believe is happening is the body of Christ is being grown up, and I, you know, if you Google, Christ, you know, look at Christian posts, look at anything that's going on in the news involving Christians, yeah, it's a lot, it's up or down, there's a lot of people that are doing really well, they're making a lot of um, big moves for the kingdom, but then there are people that are actually um, not doing so well. And this time, a pandemic has shown itself to be something that creates, I guess, uh, a roadblock to people and their normal way of life. And uh, recently, um, I, well, I guess recently, but uh, months ago, there's been a couple people that have fallen from grace, you know, and it happens. You know, there's been a lot of people in the news that, um, you know, their walk or um, I guess some of their their personal lives were put front and center. And the way they were living wasn't um, the way in which they were preaching. Now, what does that have to do with humility? Um even with my personal life, you know, my, my personal life, my business life, my whatever it is, I'm a father, I'm, I'm a husband, I'm a parent. Do I do it perfectly all the time? No. You know, for instance, it's 9.36 and probably could be reading a book, hang out with my wife. She's upstairs reading a book, looking at Instagram, whatever. So I'm going to make this quick. Because I want to hang out with her. I want to be a good husband, right? I want to spend some of my night with her. Um, also, um, I guess the, the moral of the story is our lives actually intersect on many points. And who we are, completely who we are, um, on all, in all facets, must be... Um, you know, it must be, uh, we, we must have a totality of a life that honors the Lord. Now, um, I can't, you know, say, you know, <laughs> I can't speak on what other people are doing. Um, I don't want, this isn't about that. Uh, but what it is about is um, in all facets, 
do we operate with humility? Do we operate? Now, humility is a big word. And so we will go to our dictionary. I'll read you off exactly what it says because I'm not going to butcher it. We want to look at Wikipedia. Let's see what Wikipedia has to say. Wikipedia is always right. My glasses are so foggy. <sighs> Sorry. I can't really see much. You know what? I'm going to have to go without it. Humility is the quality of being humble. Thank you, Wikipedia. Dictionary definitions accentuate humility as a low self-regard and sense of unworthiness. In a religious context, humility can mean a recognition of self in relation to a deity, i.e. God or deities. Now, I would say spot on, right? But actually not. I've actually learned within the last year, humility is actually not this definition. Many people think that's what humility is, but humility is actually um, the allowance of a lowliness to then allow the Lord to glorify himself in you and through you. Now, that doesn't sound um, like it makes sense, right? Most people think, be humble, lower yourself. You do lower yourself. You lower yourself, though, because you have power and authority from on high. Where does that power and authority come from? It comes from Yeshua. It comes from Jesus Christ. And that's why this definition doesn't quite fit, because if you understand who Jesus is, he did humble himself. He made himself lower than everyone else. But because he did that, because he had the biggest sacrifice to make, he had the power, he had authority, and he laid it all down so that he could be the perfect sacrifice, the perfect propitiation for our sin, right? So it's a backwards way of thinking. But imagine for a second if you have seen the Chronicles of Narnia, you, you see Aslan in the last moments before he puts himself on that slab. He is looking at what's about to happen to him and the enemy forces are encroaching upon him. They're licking their chops and they're like, we got him. He, he, he's a fool you know, for sacrificing himself because we're going to take everything that he has, everything that he cares for, and we're going to get that too. You know what I'm saying? Wrong though, right? So the humility was actually the strongest move because what he did, there's something so cosmically big about a sacrifice, about a perfect sacrifice, right? Our humility is... Obviously not completely like that because we're not Jesus. However, in Jesus, we have access to the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is, is the one that resurrected him and resurrects anybody who ever gets up out of the grave. The Holy Spirit's the one that heals people. The Holy Spirit is the one that lighted the disciples' heads with fire, gave them the tongues of fire. Uh, Pentecost happens because of the Holy Spirit, right? Right? Our humility is coming from a place of understanding that we have an ultimate power, an ultimate victory. Nothing on this earth is worth us boasting about. Nothing on this earth is worth us 
giving our life up for. And nothing on this earth is worth us um, uh, giving our soul to, right? So our humility is out of a place of understanding that we actually have a kingdom that we live in and out of, a kingdom that we live for, a kingdom that we fight for. So the humility is actually not from a lowly place. Our humility is because we have power from on high. We're seated at the right hand of God. We're seated on the throne that's been provided for him, from, for, for us by him, and nobody can take that throne away from us. We've been, it's been given to us. Now, obviously, I brought up the first part about the people in the news and some of our Bible hero, our church heroes, our, our Western church heroes kind of taking a back seat or falling off their horse, whatever. I believe something happened in our church culture where they were seen as humble, but within their hearts, they were not humble. They had exchanged a lot of what comes with the earthly glamour of being a leader in our Western culture. Western cultures have always put leaders on a pedestal. Now, <clears throat> do all leaders succumb to it? No. I believe that's where, I think I talked about minding your own business, your kingdom business last time. They are believers and non-believers alike that have a character of integrity to where they want to put people ahead of themselves to build them up and to make them great, to teach them, mold them, to give them tools so that they can be successful and innovative in whatever market they're in. This means, this is, that is a humbling thing. That's a, it's a humbling thing to put people in your circles and knowing that they could be the very ones that could take your job or run your own company, right? But that, that's the strength of having people around you that are just as strong and just as capable. I'll go to my favorite dude. I'll usually talk about him at some point in time. You know, I'll give you two podcasts or two sessions sitting here talking, and one of them is going to be about David. And David was, he learned to be humble, right? So David was a man who most, a lot of his humility came in training periods in the desert. He's, most people don't know it, and I probably am wrong to some degree, but he spent, I know he spent at least seven years in the desert, seven years in the wilderness running from Saul. Um, honing his craft of worship, of, of worship and worship. His first main component was worshiping the Lord. That's where you get all this. A lot of the Psalms are him worshiping the Lord, lamenting with the Lord, talking to whatever it might be. He's talking to the Lord. And that relationship, it, uh, it affords him a placement of saying, look, my God is for me. Who can be against me? Not a Philistine, not King Saul. No one, no one can come against me because the Lord is the one who fights my battles. You know, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He maketh me lie down besides still waters. He, he, he taketh me beside green pastures or whatever. He prepares the table before me in the presence of my enemies. No matter what enemy is around him, he knows where his strength comes from. The point of humility in us understanding what it means to be humble properly is that when it comes to arise, when it comes to, to, for the moment to fight for what's right or fight or, or going to the moment that the Lord has prepared for us, 
We're not timid. We're not afraid. Uh, the scripture, some to some degree, says, or a scripture says, you know, we haven't been given a spirit of fear or timidity. We've been given a spirit of love and self-control, right? That we are in control of every situation we're in if we understand who's really at the helm of it all. So our humility, our, our right-founded humility allows us to see first off that God's in control. Pandemics, church roster, low attendance, um, people complaining in the church about this and that. Your humility will allow you to answer the question the right way. Who's God and who's in charge, right? Because it comes a point where your, your humility, a rightful humility, will not place yourself lower than anything else that anything else is before you, right? You're not lowly under these earthly things. You're only lowly before the Lord. So Yahweh is right here. No man or woman can tell you otherwise about who you are. So proper humility then allows you in any circumstance, in any season, to be victorious, to be losing, to be seemingly losing, to be having things kind of shifting in front of you, whatever it might be. The humility says, look, I know who has, who owns the cattle, the cattle on a thousand hills. I know whose treasury my resource comes from. I know when my bank account has money in it, where it came from. My work is only sufficient for that day. And the work that was sufficient for that day wasn't garnered just by my hands, right? So humility, proper humility, then I'm going to wrap this up soon and we're going to pray. Proper humility then gives us understanding that everything that's placed before us has been placed before us by Yahweh himself. And we have opportunities to first off put him first, to say no to the thing that's calling us to bow down to it or the person, right? And to never make ourselves lower than anything else that's on this earth. Now, out of humility, the flip side to it is out of humility, we can put our own desires, our passions, right? to uplift other people, to encourage other people in their walk and their call. We can do that, understanding that we're not losing anything. You see that? See, it's like most people think that because you're putting somebody before you, that you're losing. We have nothing to lose because we've gotten everything already. We have kingdoms. You know, it, it, the scripture says, you know, in his house are many mansions. Where are the many mansions? There are many mansions with inside you and I, right? Many mansions filled with many treasures, right? A part of that treasure is getting to be with Yahuwah for eternity. No one can take that away from you. So I go back to the beginning. The church scandals, the, the pastors that are getting burned out because they can't deal with the people in the church. I believe that a part of it is a lack of maturity. Right. And 
all of us are being called to this kind of understanding that we are not here for ourselves. And we're being humbled so that we can come under the headship of the most humble one there ever was. The most humble one was the most powerful one. So the Wikipedia definition I wrote, I read out earlier, has nothing to do with humility. That's all about what people see you as. People say humility is that because it's all in the guise of understanding that people are who we perform for. What is the earth about? What is the world about? The world is about what, what you see is what you get. There's no character or substance in a lot of what the world is about. However, enter in the Christians who actually understand humility. They go into any boardroom, any church, any community, anything, any relationship in the families, and they know that they're there for a purpose. They're there to bring salt and light to that situation. And because they don't care about anything, meaning they're not going to lose anything. They're going to stand firm in their conviction. They're going to love, right? They're going to turn the other cheek. They're not, you know, not in a physical sense, but you can say whatever you want about me. I'm not offended. I'm unoffendable. You can say what you want about my business or my walk. You know, you can try to shame me, whatever. I got my God. I got my wife, I got my kids, and I got a business. Who gave that to me? My Jesus. So I'm humble enough to not have to do anything that's out of character. I don't have to be anything that I'm not. I don't have to look a certain part. I don't have to get offended when somebody comes out of pocket. I can love them. And I could say, look, if you're not for me, it's all good. I dust off my sandal and I keep it moving. But I don't have to lose what the most thing that I treasure, which is Jesus. And he treasures me, and so I treasure him. We're at about 15, 20 minutes now. So, oh, 18. Yeah, so here we go. That's the word of the day is humility, or the word of the week is humility. And, you know, I believe that the Lord is calling his people to a new type of humility, a different understanding of what humility is. Humility is just saying, look, we're here for Jesus, and we're here to pattern our lives after Jesus. Drinking his blood and eating his body is about taking on Jesus. It's a figurative thing, but it's a real thing. There's a cosmic thing that happens when you believe in the life of Jesus. You believe in the sacrifice of Jesus. Something cosmically happens to our DNA, and it changes who we are. It changes our outlook on life, and... And what happens there is we understand that we're not of this world. We're here for the world, but we're not of the world. And so nothing that this world has is for us. Can't separate us from the love of Christ. So my word for you is anything that is separating you from the love of Christ, don't submit to it. Break away from it. Humble yourself and allow Yeshua to tell you how much he loves you and how much that thing does not have a hold on you. He died so that that hold can be broken. All those chains can be broken in the name of Jesus. So, Lord, I just thank you. Um, I know that most of the viewers will come in the future. 
and that's cool. I just I just feel like you know I'm just compiling stuff and um and and Jesus, you just give me these interesting words that just off the top of my head. I didn't even prepare for this, so I thank you, Hallelujah. I thank you that anybody that watches this um, would be encouraged. Pray that anything, Lord, that was not uh, in step with your spirit for this season, for this time, that, Lord, it would just be washed away. But, Lord, if there's something that touches the fiber, the being of the man or woman that looks at this, Lord Jesus, then let it go deep, deep down. Let it be something that can be practiced and met out with small disciplines of changing outlooks, changing paradigms. Who is Jesus? What is Jesus, you know, uh, calling me to? What was his purpose? What is my purpose? Uh, Lord, all those things can be answered through your word. So, Lord, I hope that um, my, my hope and prayer is that people would lean into your word, whether it's Bible Gateway, the apps, um, different sermons, different pastors out there. Um, it's as simple as a Google. And what I believe the most important part is just a contrite heart, a cut heart to want what you want, to thirst for you, to hunger for you, to be men and women that uh, beat uh, for the heart of God. Our hearts beat for your heart. So Holy Spirit, I just pray that you free us from any entanglements in the name of Jesus. That would tell us that we're not enough. Tell us that we don't measure up. And Lord, I just pray that we submit to you. Submit to your kind love, your gentle way, your yoke, which is light and easy. Pray peace and blessing over our body, over our global church, our Western church. Uh, grace and peace over um, our leaders. In the name of Jesus, grace and peace over our young men who are coming into a new season and having to uh, break bread with the, the, the past leadership. And Lord, I pray for molding of the two. I pray for humility for both. I pray for humility for both older women and younger women. I pray for all the ministries across the Americas and the Western Church, Lord, that the people of God would put down their swords and beat them into plowshares and get to harvesting, get to planting seed and harvesting and getting the fruit that you prepared for us. In the name of Jesus, I pray. All right, that was fun. Catch you later. Get up on this YouTube, subscribe, do whatever you got to do. Um, yeah, I'll check you out. I'll be on here again on Reddit, The Mystic Christian. That's a nice little, little group we got. Might have like five people in it right now, but we're growing, baby. We're growing steadily and surely. So anyways, uh, peace. God bless. I got a little whack praying just now. Wow. Wowie zowie. Okay, I'll see y'all later. Peace.